you're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Payments Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Renewine, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Manos Yiganathan, Vice President of RemitB. How are you, Manos? Good, Scott. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of exciting stuff about uh, how we, what we're doing here in Canada and uh, with RemitB. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. It's, it's good to have insight from, from somebody in your line of business, and uh, you've always been a pleasure to work with, so I think it's going to be a great podcast. Um, so, so Manos, for those who don't know you, why don't you give us a little background about yourself and your career, and then we can dive further into uh, RemitB as well afterwards. For sure, yeah. So I'm the vice president here, also a co-founder uh, of RemitB. I have uh, about 12 years experience in the payment industry um, and also a background in compliance. So I don't call myself a veteran, but uh, I know a lot about how money moves, uh, which led me to uh, which led me to work with our other co-founders to uh, uh, to find a solution uh, for the movement of money uh, easier for our customers. Absolutely. And so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about RemitB? So you said you've, you've been in the industry for about 12 years. So um, so for those who don't know, what is RemitB? Obviously, you can tell by the name there's some remittance service involved. Um, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story about how you started RemitB with your, your, your two fellow founders and how it's grown from there and, and what you're doing today. Yeah. So RemitB, uh, like you said, uh, yeah, we're in the remittance space. It's really an evolution. Um, and what I mean by evolution is that I was focused um, in a brick and mortar operation where we, where we were in a similar business, uh, movement and money from Canada to uh, many markets around the world. So that's when we, me and the co-founders, we, we got into a discussion where we thought, you know, what we're, what's happening in the industry is, is great, uh, but, you know, how do we make it more cost-efficient and help people save money uh, by moving it quicker? And we realized that with the current setup in the market, uh, it, it would be impossible for us to change anything. And it would all obviously have to evolve into a fintech, and that would be the only solution. So we started exploring how do we start moving money, which would be frictionless. And so in, in, in obviously a cross-border transmission, there's less friction because there's less players. Where there's less players, there's um, obviously there's uh, less commissions and less fees going out to so many different folks that are involved into, in, in the payment uh, and the pl- flow of payment. So that's how kind of Ruby came along. So now we're here in five years. We have uh, tremendous growth. We have great team here in Canada, and uh, we're now uh, in about 108 different markets that we are servicing to. And so it's, um, it's been great. It's been a fun journey so far. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about the, that beginning of the story? Cause that, that to me is very interesting. You know, I, I love hearing your story from our own communications um, working together. And uh, just from what I've read through, you know, about Remitby, about, I like this story about how you guys kind of, started from these hum- oh, like arguably humble beginnings of being a brick and mortar uh, service. So how did that evolve um, in real time? So you guys were like a cash drop-off service. Were you were still doing remains at that time? Were you doing other services? And then how is that journey of becoming a, a brick and mortar store to now becoming a, a, a global fintech that, that's really doing more than just remittances? 
and we'll get some more about the fun stuff that you guys are building over there. And, and, yeah. you know, how did you guys build this, this great product that we see today? You know, what was that process like? Yeah. So, so like we were, we were in remittances uh, from the beginning. And so we, we, you know, we had a handful of markets that we were uh, servicing. They were mostly of emerging markets and, uh, you know, we were just a regular, another place where folks can come in and uh, do the traditional money transfer. It would take a couple of days for it to go overseas. We would take our fees. We would take our commission. There'd be multiple players in the middle yeah, and, and they would take their fees and their commissions. And after a few days, the money would get to the beneficiary. Sometimes it might not get there for their needs, but eventually it'll get there. Everybody enjoyed that for dozens of uh, years. Um, this is the traditional way of money, how money moved in remittances. And so we started thinking, okay, well, now the folks who are sending, who are these people? And are they traditional Canadians? Are they tra traditional customers who are, who are sending money uh, to these emerging markets? And so, yes, there are. But majority of our customers, they were either newcomers to Canada, new immigrants to Canada, who uh, have now better lives here, who, are, uh, who can now help folks and families back home get money. So we want to see, okay, now there's all these different players in the market now we're connected to. And so money is moving from us to them and to them to many, many other institutions and partners. And so everybody's taking a little bit of that commission. So end of the day, we would see fees up to 10% that uh, were being lost in this whole transmission. And so how do we cut this down and give, give this money back to people? Um, and the only way that we could have done that is to one, uh, we need to reduce the number of players in the game and we got to go digital. So in 2015, one of the co-founders, uh, Yogi, um, came up and said, listen, guys, what we're doing is great. Now let's innovate and let's go digital. And in 2015, yeah, there's a lot of talk about digital and stuff over there, but moving money digitally were, was still a new thing in the game, especially from Canada, because, uh, you know, UK and US, they were kind of more adopted to this innovation. But in Canada, it was just something that's being discussed and talked about. So we started exploring and we said, well, you know what, let's give it a try. Um, let's, let's see how things move. And so we started developing a product where people would come, come onto the platform and they would get signed up and, uh, and go from there. And then we had another challenge where we said, well, then how do we verify these non-face-to-face customers? And so we thought, okay, well, we can, let's explore a way where, where we can digitally verify these customers. So we started putting our brains together and working out, well, how do we verify these customers? So we started uh, talking to industry folks. We started talking to people like you guys and, and uh, bringing in all kinds of experts. And uh, finally, we developed a product and released it in 2015 uh, that was fully digitalized uh, solution for people to send money back home in a matter of minutes. Yeah, it's amazing how you went from everything operating in, in cash and, and taking days with all these intermediary players. And only in, a, in an arguably very short time, you managed to not only cut out the intermediaries and going straight to the source. And I know, for instance, that you have relationships with uh, local banks throughout the world for the customers that you're servicing. And then without a extensive background in technology, you managed to uh, have the entrepreneurial spirit to go out, talk to the right people, hire the right people, get the right partners to build a digital yeah. solution. And so I really appreciate your foresight and, and your ability to see that. So 
so now what is like, what is it that you're most excited about um, with what you've been able to build and looking towards the future? What are, are you excited about anything else coming in that you're able to speak about? Um, yeah, yeah. So Canada is relatively, like I said, it's, it's a young market. We, we were about 38 million compared to the U.S., 350 million plus in terms of the population. But one great thing about Canada is, um, um, and, 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 and being in Canada, we can, we can say that, happily say that, is that Canada is expecting about a million immigrants to come in over the next 30 years. Um, and, and so we're, we're looking to add about 30 million plus to our total population to bring it to 60 million. 65 million uh, people in Canada. And you can only do that through allowing more people to come settle in Canada um, in the form of immigration. And so our service uh, directly helps immigrants and it serves the needs of immigrants who come to Canada and then they have the needs of helping folks back home. Um, so now we're in the remittance space. It's great. Uh, most of our markets are now instant, where instant, what I mean by instant is, uh, you know, folks can come sign up on our platform. It takes about a couple of minutes. Um, they get verified uh, and they do a transmission and most of the emerging markets were instant. They send a hundred bucks. You can see, a, you can see that equivalent of that uh, foreign currency in their account in, in about a minute or less. So it's, it's, you know, we're very happy about introducing that kind of services because it, it meets the needs of people that are sending uh, money with us. Now, then now, how do we add more value to our customers now? So we have all these bunch of customers now, and growth has been great. We've been, you know, in 2020, we grew about 270%. So wow. we've had tremendous. So things are great. Now, what do we do? How do we add more value to customers? So 2015, when we started, we said remittance. And then 2016, 17, we started exploring other opportunities. How do we evolve this? And so how do we become a full stack fintech? And Right now, the, the discussions are around blockchain technology and how that can uh, make people's lives easier and um, how, do we, uh, how do we, basically in our business, how do we move money faster? And so, like I said, again, Canada is relatively slower than other markets in terms of adopting to uh, technologies and uh, they're, they're, I guess they're more careful in that sense. So we always work with the regulatory uh, requirements and regulators to see the, the kind of appetite for this kind of products when we go into blockchain and all that. So like blockchain is great. And so we started exploring opportunities in blockchain technology and how we can move money faster, easier, and obviously uh, more cost-friendly for our customers. That's, that's been kind of what we've been working on from day one. Um, how do we cut costs? So for example, um, in 21 February, uh, JP Morgan released, uh, released the uh, coin. I'm sure you know about Scott or you've heard about it, uh, where now they can move, move money for their clients through this coin at a fraction of the time that uh, would have took, taken for their institutional clients. So banks we see and more big techs and uh, banks are adopting to this technology. And at that time, uh, so we, we started we started exploring that kind of payment movement where we can move money much faster. So those are in the works now. Those are some of the things that we're working on. Uh, we're working on a few products for Lentech, which we're very excited about. Uh, and we're going to be releasing more information to you guys and to you know, a lot of our friends in the industry very soon about what we're doing with the, about that. So we're going to be, you know, a whole, so what we're looking at in the next, I would say in a five year is, um, 
we, we would be a, a full-fledged, full uh, fintech, full-stack fintech with all kinds of financial products. And that, that's the kind of roadmap in the next four to five years. That yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a roadmap there. So it sounds like, I mean, you, you've had tremendous growth over the last year. Uh, so that's amazing to see. I want to touch on that. But I, I do appreciate how you, you mentioned the general market forces that are enabling you to be more successful. So I understand that in Canada, they see the value of immigration for economic growth. So there has been a big push to allow more immigration. So that that's, that's you know fits perfectly with what you guys do, um, which is allowing you know Canadian expats to send money back uh, back from back home to to family and friends. And so I definitely think that you guys are well poised there. And then I like how you're not just resting on your laurels and saying, oh great, we're going to have more business coming in because of these uh, these political changes. It's more about okay, if we're going to be able to capture more of these customers. What other services can we bring them? And how do we make sure we maintain our competitive edge by adopting the latest technology? So you guys are going right yeah. for, for blockchain, which is obviously um, you know, the, at the forefront of, of what we do. Is, and like you said, cutting out the intermediary play, players, that's the whole, the whole point of blockchain is uh, to make sure you know, we, get through, we get rid of those, uh, those central banking players that kind of slow things down. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Uh, you know, a lot of questions about what you just said, but um, to begin, you said you grew at a rate of 270% last year. What do you think was the driving force behind that? Um, do you think it was just that you guys were uh, doing a lot of marketing campaigns or was it just, uh, was it COVID and that the, a lot of the cash drop-off services and the retail places weren't available, so people had to move towards a digital solution? What, what do you think was the driving force behind that growth? Well, I think it's a multiple of a lot of factors. Um, um, COVID was not necessarily the movement uh, in terms of how people started moving digitally. It, it was it was the com- COVID kind of accelerated that a little bit. Uh, but our um, so I think it was just we 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 started doing a lot of marketing and we we just started getting noticed um, very nicely. So our growth was very nice for the last six years and 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 2020 uh, we had a massive growth. And obviously, because uh, COVID was there, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't all COVID. But I would say that you know we we, we were just recognized for the kind of services that we are providing the customers um, in terms of the speed, the cost, the transparency, and so on. So you know, like when I say transparency, is um, when people come online to our platform, they realize that you know from day one they they see things that are transparent. So in terms of the prices. In terms of the rates um, and uh, and so on, so they would see that reduce, but they would not see that increase. There's companies who will um, lure customers in with you know a, a big uh, difference in the rates for the first times, and then no fees and so on. So you know we we were transparent from day one, where we say we we offer the best rates. We give uh, sometimes no fees to a very small fee, but they, you would see that go down, but you would not see that go up. Right, awesome and. And, and you also mentioned, so one thing that I wanted to pick your brain about um, in this call was about the Canadian fintech market, uh, because having worked with a lot of Canadian companies myself, I understand a lot of the challenges of working within, uh, you know, that banking landscape. For instance, it's, it's, it's fairly simple in order to get your FinTrack license and, and to begin servicing customers. However, it's very difficult to go out and make those partnerships with the local Canadian banks to have those MSB accounts so you can actually go out and service them. Um, so what is it about uh, the Canadian banking infrastructure that makes it 
somewhat challenging in some ways to, to launch a fintech. And how do you think that that's changing in the next few years? So you, you pointed out perfectly, it is uh, extremely difficult um, to go out and do local banking uh, partnerships here in Canada. The risk appetite for the movement of money, banks here in Canada are, are very um, reluctant, I would say, in terms of partnerships. So for you to really enter that market, you would need to be very good at what you do. Uh, and what I mean by that is you, you need to be on top of the game with your compliance, um, your processes, uh, your partnerships around the world and stuff like that. So we enjoy a great partnerships with, with, the, with the current uh, local banks here in Canada. And that's because over the period of time, we've demonstrated great compliance um, and just uh, uh, great management of our businesses. And how I see that evolving is there, there, there seems to be a more positive appetite because of the fintech uh, involvement now uh, with the way that uh, KYC can be done easily and more accurately uh, than how it was done many, many years ago. So I do see a more positive positive uh, outlook for fintechs in Canada in terms of local banking. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, can bear, I can definitely speak to the amount of professionalism um, and due diligence that you guys do. I mean, you, you've been actually one of our earliest partners in North America, and uh, it's always been very easy to work with you guys. Whenever there's anything, queries, anything like that, we always get very quick answers. So I can definitely speak to your, your own professionalism and and that, and that kind of shows why you've been able to work with the existing system despite its challenges. And so another question I had was based on your, your previous uh, you know, summary of what you guys have going on. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about the blockchain. So uh, you know, if, if you're able to, because I know there's a lot under the works that you know, we're still going to keep under wraps for now before the big release. So we're anxiously awaiting that news. And I know you mentioned the Lentech, which I'll, I'll wait for your, your big press release on that one. Um, but as far as blockchain, how are you guys using blockchain to facilitate payments more efficiently around the world? And is this something that you're doing now, or is it something that you're you're hoping to do? And is it through existing partners, or are you are you building something out? Is there anything that you can elaborate on there? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So you know, we can talk about blockchain and what we're building on it all day. That's really the reality. But we'll dive into. Uh, um, We'll dive in a little bit. Um, so in terms of blockchain, what we're kind of working on now is it, it would involve uh, some partners, uh, obviously. You would need to have that kind of platform. Um, and so uh, and, and with, with, with regulatory uh, requirements are moving into space, uh, we would kind of roll out the product in the same kind of manner. So what I mean by that is, so there would be a stable coin um, that we would obviously uh, work with, where right now the movement of money would be, you know, we take that Canadian dollar or that foreign currency, and then we would convert that currency and it would go into a local bank. And it happens in sometimes seconds, sometimes depending on the market, it would happen in, uh, in a few hours to a day. We want to cut that down to almost all markets to a second and uh, cut the cost down, which is really the goal here. So there'll be less, there'll be less movement of money where we would just move that, uh, that dollars into uh, a, um, to, to a blockchain-based coin where then it would get an instantly converted into the foreign currency and into the bank. So really the, the transmission would be two times and not you know, three or four times that are happening now. So that's kind of thing. There's, and, and it's uh, our, our thought and our 
process around that is evolving. Um, so it's nothing that, you know, in concrete right now, but uh, we're excited about it. Uh, it's just, uh, I can't talk about it too much today. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand. And I'm, lo I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely look right now, for instance, when you send a SWIFT payment, it has to ping several different intermediary banks just to reach their end, end beneficiary. Uh, whereas yeah. on a, block, a blockchain network, all of that verification and the intermediaries that are going to be required are going to be largely diminished. So I definitely see the value in it. Uh, I, I'm just anxious to see, you know, how soon can we get there uh, within the existing uh, banking infrastructure? So things like stable coins will yeah. be interesting. And then, and then of course, we also have the emergence of real-time payment networks, uh, which operate a little bit differently. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how both of those, uh, you know, those two services kind of grow up together and, and yeah. uh, I think in the next few years, uh, we'll definitely have a lot to uh, to be excited about as far as the efficiency of payments goes. That's right. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, like our our not only do we have to adopt to these uh, changes, but our our existing partners, uh, our existing banking partners, our payment facilities, still facilitators, all we all all have to be in the kind of uh, in the same page in terms of adoption. And it, it can be it can be done uh, with a with a single company like Ruby. You know, the entire market has to has to come on board for for this kind of service to be successful or to make that change that leap forward to the next payment. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things within fintech which is always frustrating. Is we have the technology to do a lot of great things, but because of the existing banking infrastructure, the existing regulatory regime, it makes it very difficult to go actually launch some of these products that we're ready to launch from a tech standpoint. Um, we, can, we can create such incredible things, but just because we come up against the existing banking infrastructure and the existing players within that, it makes it much more difficult to actually uh, launch those enhancements in, in the time that they can be created. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Manos, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I've learned a lot. I love your story and, and you know how you came from humble beginnings, but through recognizing market trends and through like a very strong entrepreneurial spirit, you've able to create a really exciting company. And to me, it's just the beginning. And uh, I'm excited to to hear all these different you know press releases come out about the products that you're launching. And um, I'm, I'm excited to continue working with you. Absolutely, it was uh, it's been a real pleasure, Scott. Thank you very much. All right, thanks a lot, Manos. Uh, for those who want to get in touch with you or remit B, you know, what, what would you recommend? Uh, visit our website, uh, Um We have all kinds of ways where you can reach out to us beyond the website, just visiting the website. Yeah, just hop on and see what we do. And, uh, and you know, we're here if you ever require our services. Awesome. Well, well thanks a lot, Manos. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yep, take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.